All right. Welcome, Mike Becker from the Results Party, everybody. How's it going, guys? And James. Yeah. Uh, pleasure to be here. I'm a guy, too, you know. <laughs> At least that's, that's what I heard. It's a sausage party today. It's always a sausage party when it comes to marketing. Usually. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And that's, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about Dan Henry and mm-hmm. well, Dan, Dan Henry's part of the sausage party and I'm tired of the sausage party. It's a, uh, it's a funny industry because, um, uh, you know, it was born off sex cells, right? So, and it's, it's almost like a, a boring topic to talk about these days. Yeah. Right? It really is. Um, but it is probably the thing that made me notice you the most is like, you know, somebody that actually gets up and says something about something is usually going to be the person who gets noticed about it. You could have really great branding. And I think you've got great branding. I think when we became friends, I was like, I looked at your page on your on your profile and I was like, well, this guy knows what he's doing and he's super funny. I was like, I've seen good branding. Either this guy paid for it or he's just, you know, super genius. Right. But then I left it at that. Right. I just like, you know, came across your stuff. I was like, cool. But then when I heard the Dan Henry thing and I really realized what you were doing, I was like, now this is branding. Right. Now this is kind of branding today for today's times. And it's kind of got this activity um, attached to it, which is kind of cool. And I was right away like I, I started referring your stuff to, to people that I'm working with simply because I'm not the branding guy, right? I'm a copywriter. I write and come up with marketing ideas. Um, I can tell you when branding is on point and when we can improve the copywriting because the branding is on point. But, you know, other than that, like I'd rather have them have shitty branding instead of like something that's completely fake or sausage party, as you say. Yeah. Because what the hell are we going to write with that, right? That's that's the thing. And, you know, I, I, I'm Isn't a branding guy. With? I'm a design guy. I love it. It's, you know, I eat, breathe, and sleep it. But having the best branding in the world doesn't mean shit anymore. Um, you can have the best looking stuff, but you've got to have everything else, you know, and, and you mentioned it. There has to be action behind it. And that's that's one of the things that for me has been so exciting with, you know, I, I was in this before computers were really that big of a thing. Um, but now there are so many ways to take good branding and then kind of gamify it and actionify it um, and really get it out there. And that's that's super exciting. But the cool thing is you don't have to spend a shit ton of money on branding. It's um, action speaks louder than words actions speak louder than graphics even and as much as i hate to say it you know i'm probably talking myself out of out of a job but um everybody talks about this thing called being authentic and i thought it was really interesting because when i was looking through your and i was just i was doing my research i was like well let's see what's going on with james i'm looking through the your course itinerary and it says authenticity, schmontenticity or whatever, whatever right. it's called. Yeah. Of course, which I thought was awesome. I was like, I know what that's about, right? And I talk about this with people, you know, that just come to me and say, hey, help me get more clients from a copywriting business. 
Well, all of these copywriters, all these people that are doing marketing, whatever it is, email marketing, they're all doing it off of the same framework. They're all, they all are sheep essentially in the same field. Yep. Right? And it's, it only takes one sheep, right? To say, this is pretty boring, you know, getting no business, doing the exact same thing as everybody else. I'm going to go try this other thing. And then everybody else starts to follow and see what, you know, what's going on over there. Um, I kind of look at myself as that sheep that kind of goes, you know, this is really boring, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I've been talking to people are a lot more about today versus like two years ago even is branding. And I'm not talking about the kind of branding that like I've got a cool logo, I've got a neat name, you know, I put hacker, I attach hacker to everything. Um, you know, not that type or ninja to everything, right? right. What the, are you really a fucking ninja? Did you study in the Himalayan mountains with some sham, like some monks or some shit? No, probably nope. not. Nope. Um, but if you have like a missing testicle, right? Like you could be, you know, the magic testy media company, right? And like, instead of targeting all your prospects with, with the same old bullshit, hey, uh, do you want some of this service, right? uh a, a approach instead you just like show them pictures of balls right try to get their attention and then attach a message to it be like look now that you've seen my balls let's see yours right yep. you know something along those lines and you and you can have unlimited things you can have a merchandise store full of like backpacks that look like testicles yeah right I'm actually using an example from one of my students who's got an issue with a testicle. He's been trying to figure out how to brand himself. It wasn't until I saw your Dan Henry's loafers idea that I'm like, dude, just go with the testicle idea. Because everything before that had no humor, had no activity attached to it. Now he's got like unlimited activity, right? He could throw a meme up, attach a ball sack to it and say, I've got balls. Um, it takes balls to do what I do and to test and to, you know, uh, um, throw out these different ideas. And the thing is, I told them, you know, what might end up happening is you might end up getting clients, not just because you're getting their attention, but because they want you to do what you're doing for yourself for them. Yeah. Because they're like, like, why is this guy getting my attention? Yep. So I thought that was the most interesting part about what I'm seeing with Dan Henry's loafers. Well, I appreciate that inspiration, bro. Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, it's effective. People talk about reaching out to influencers and, you know, getting uh, strategic partnerships and all that good stuff. That's who are those people, <laughs> right? And, and but it's that's really fucking hard, especially once you start talking about upper level marketers and, um, you know, people that are on the higher echelons. They're not gonna. They're not gonna deal with the proletariat. You know, they're gonna deal with people that pay them lots of money to do this. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to pay a bunch of money. You don't have to get absolutely crazy with it. How much money did you take from people back in the day as a branding guy? I know it was a shit ton. It was. I've done, I've done okay. I've done okay. It had to have been a shit ton because I worked with these guys. These guys charged between 20 to 100 grand and just to even do the markup like just to even like dry everything up and to deliver the assets right yeah. um yeah and I, I, sort of bonus on top i've got five kids and a wife and they're pretty happy so i, I, I don't even understand how the bonuses worked on design back then i 
was like, how do they gauge any of that information until this data world? I come from the data world, right? Yeah. So I was like, I, I always partnered up with the older guys who had the clientele. And I said, look, let's get into the data together. And that was, that was my angle in. I thought that was a great angle back in the day. Not a lot of people were doing it. So the big companies that are doing it great now, you know, you just want to work with them and promote them, I guess. Pretty much. Pretty, Pretty much. much. That and, you know, sit around my office and smoke dope. Well, I'm being perfectly honest. Through the day. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, Sometimes it, you need to create some of those ones while you're experiencing the zeros. Yep. You know, the brain is all ones and zeros. Yep. Cool. Mike, I've got 10 questions for you and you've got five minutes to answer them. You ready? Jesus. All right. All right. Let me, uh, let me pull up my timer here. I will have to cut you off if you go over five minutes. Okay. I'll uh, try to keep it. That's just what it is. Ramble. So five minutes. Oops. This is All fun. Right. If you are ready. I am ready. Let's go. Number one, without mentioning what you do for other people, who are you? I'm a dad, you know, and that's always going to come first because you could always assume that I'm probably going to do the best thing for the family, for the kids. One of the best things about, one of the craziest things that I realized, because when I was young, I was always like, I got to create my mark on this world. I got to create some sort of crazy change. When I became a dad, that really shifted. I was like, I've got two opportunities to make a chance and a mark on this world now. And like one of my biggest jobs is to help inspire them to do what they do better than all I ever will. And it can't, and it possibly won't even be the same thing I'm thinking of. It will be whatever it ends up being for them, whatever, whatever's needed at the time. Right. And you're hoping that you could make your mark that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got, I've got five kids. My wife and I have five kids and that's, you know, that's my legacy. That's how I will change the world. Um, yeah. At some point, there will be an army of Gaffneys directly related, related to me out there fucking with the family of Dan Henry. It's also probably been my number one success driver. I don't know. I'm, it's, I'm not like recommending it for people. Like, don't go grab a kid, get a kid to, you know, get success in business. But it does change perspectives for you. So it absolutely does, man. It, um, once we started having kids, that was it wasn't really about me anymore. All right, number two, what do you do for people? Without actually telling you what I do, right? No, you can tell us what you do now. Okay, so I uh, I, I help um, companies come up with creative ideas to make money, usually leveraging stuff they've already got, right? So, and, and the reason why is because I'm working with a business that's of, of a substantial size, mm. or I'm working with a, with a, a skilled, for instance, direct response copywriter who has the skills to do, to do the job, right? If they've got the skills to do the job, well, you can help them get the business. They'll get the results. They'll grow the business. You help a, you know, seven figure company who's doing a hundred to 500 K, you know, grow an extra hundred K a month, um, through, let's say email an asset they've already got because they're of that size, you could expect them to be doing something correct, like building a list which is great and then um, that's that's something that I help them do because a lot of the times coming up with new ideas to continue to get money from those sources even if they're doing email great now 
right? Well, what's a promotion that we can do that we haven't already done? Right. right? I could pull out 13 today, right now. Yeah. So. Cool. Okay. Uh, number three, why should people pay you? If they want to make more money, they, uh, I hate the whole rule of you got to invest to make more money, but you definitely should pay me money if you want my time. Because I don't like the one thing I'm happy to give you give away is my advice. If I ever have an opportunity to sit on a call like this, I spill the beans. Um, I'm not like, I'm, I don't consider myself a guru, right? I consider myself a consultant. Consultants want to help and support and they, they give advice out. What they charge for is their time. They charge for also a percentage of the sales. So even more than my time, I care for, I care about like getting a piece of the pie. So at this point in my life, I try to look for businesses I can invest in. I try to look for businesses that are worth purchasing. I also like to sell my own businesses. So I look for partners who buy other contracts even. So that's something I've been doing for the last 10 years. It's, it's, it's kept me and the family fed. Oh, it's interesting. I actually today got served an ad for uh, Ty Lopez uh, mm -hmm. he's purchasing distressed websites, which I, I found that was, that was interesting. I think he bought beds.com. If, if you're a person, I come from the space of like, there's, there's the product and there's the consumer, right? Products are always going to change and innovate right? Consumers are usually going to stay the same, but their needs and wants will change. Right. But the delivery process, right? Change or not, it's still required for you to sell shit. Yeah. So these people or this process will always exist. I, I stay in this realm, right? As a service provider, as somebody that helps people take this to that. Gotcha. That's kind of like what you do. Yep. Next question. Yep, yep. Uh, number four. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to rip through these last uh, six questions. What is the best piece of marketing advice you routinely ignore? Um, anything somebody else is saying, uh, I don't listen to anybody else but myself. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, what is your dream vacation? Uh, Hawaii right now, but it's shut down. Keep yeah. Going. Have you ever been? No, and I wanted to go this year, and I can't because it's shut down. <laughs> Stupid COVID. All right, yeah. number six. What color grabs your attention the most? Red and green. In combination or separately? Separately, separately. Definitely not in combination, but I just saw them in combination in my head because of your question, and they didn't look bad to me. Just the, new, the New Jersey Devils. If you look up the New Jersey Devils, they're red and green. I will look that up. Yeah, it's it's really bizarre. They're, I really like red American flag. Um, is a, I don't know why it's just like it's anything red, white, and blue is already going to be you know close to the heart. Yeah. But uh, red, I don't know why. I maybe the marine in me comes out and I see blood. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, what is one current meme or trope we could all do without? Um. My kid's big in the whole meme game. We have a whole box of memes um, uh -oh. and the kids play. Uh, so it's, they're getting better at them than I am. Uh, I think any Game of Thrones meme is already discredited. Fuck the Game of Thrones memes. Okay. I was a huge Game of Thrones fan until the last episode. I have never watched a single episode. 
Yeah, I used to use all Game of Thrones memes in my in my stuff, and I, and after and, and and after that last season, I was just like, uh, now I have to stop using these. Did I go over? Uh, yeah, you're over. It's okay though. I can I can chop some stuff up. Um, how many people can you serve at once? I actually could serve. Um, I mean, up to personally five five people with with the team that I've assembled. Um, but I have courses. I could serve unlimited people with my courses. Yeah. So that's that's the nice thing about having courses. I, I love courses. Uh, number nine, who would you like to see? And this is the most self-serving question. Who else would you like to see on this podcast? Um, I'd like to see you and Dan go at it, obviously. But I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see somebody that's convention. That's again, I'm following you for the branding. So for me, I'd like to see another branding guy, maybe even a branding chief something c-level exec at some big company somebody that expects to you know hear like you know to, to talk mostly about themselves and their career right but to end up really getting trolled at okay. the same time for their misinformation about the what's really needs to be done how much money we really need to spend nice well i'm that's as soon as i'm done here i'm heading over to linkedin and gonna find a few people that have it coming okay number 10 this is the last one and most important which would you smash first the patriarchy the system or mark zuckerberg's lips mark zuckerberg his lips or lips? just his lips his lips um the patriarchy cool you're actually the second you're only the second person to answer that and the first the you're the other person was just before you, so. I had to really consider it, because, you know, punching Zuck in the face is, uh, is honestly, would be fun, but, you know, you gotta do what's right for the greater good. Yeah, you break your hand on his metal jaw, though. Yep, <laughs> probably. Cool, well, Mike Becker, tell us, do you got any value for us? Can you drop a value bomb? Can you say something great? Or if not, just what's Look. your website and, uh, don't dress up for this. If you're going to get on this call with James, just be yourself. Uh, it's probably going to help you um, once you get off this call is uh, to start to understand really who you are, what you bring to this table. Here's the biggest thing that I've learned from branding, because again, I think this is a branding type of call. And the number one thing I've used in my branding that's helped me the most is uh, something called the bellwether effect. Look that up. Okay. And then also um, polarity, right? So once I understood that if people don't hate you, they can't love you, I, everything started to make perfect sense. I was like, I get to be who I am. I get to do what I want. I get to do, and in the, the my number, I wrote a whole book on that, that I stopped selling because for agencies on how to get customers from LinkedIn. I generated crazy, crazy revenue. This is my first business that I was able to sell. Um, all my sales came from LinkedIn and my process on there, but it was so boring, stuffy, and I hated it. I even also hated the business. That's why I ended up selling it. And at the end of the day, the ultimate um, thing that I enjoyed about Facebook is that it allowed me to really start to be myself, right? And other people's guards are down too, right? It's a place of like, you know, for friends. Yeah. 
And the biggest successes I've had with clients were clients who I could be friends with because they could also be friends with you. That's how clients judge you. So if you're out there and you look like everybody else and you sound like everybody else and you're afraid to just be yourself, they'll never get on that friend level with you. It'll never happen. It just can't. Okay. They're in a different realm. They're like, you know, it's the collar is buttoned up, right? If you get onto a sales call and you've got your workout clothes on and a robe, right? Maybe even like that Gatorade bottle has been there on purpose. Right. I've mentioned it in like a sales engagement. Um, I'll, I'll have a, a, a wrestling shirt on if I knew the guy came from wrestling. Why? Because I looked their shit up. Yeah. So like know stuff about your people and just find ways to find ways to like have stuff in common with them. Yeah. I met people that listen to this right now. They have a lot of things in common. With them. Either they were, you know, in the service, they are in the agency, they're a copywriter or they've, um, they've struggled with just being themselves. And that right there is value in itself. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, you mentioned polarity and then you mentioned authenticity and you mentioned being yourselves. You know, if you are yourself, you're going to be polarizing. You don't have to be an asshole. You don't have to be really loud about it. But if you're just yourself, if you just do what you love and show what you love, you're going to polarize people. And that's good. You want that, you know, it's pol- magnets have poles that's the whole thing of polarity right you got to have the magnets and if you have the wrong end of the magnet the other magnet runs away if you have the right end it sticks together that's polarity i thought of it as like um like in my in the marketing world like it's love or hate so for me it's uh and sometimes people that hate me stick around too Oh yeah. And then they end up becoming even better customers. They try to poach customers from me in fact, and then they go, well, you know what? Maybe I just want to go become a customer. And I'm like, Hey, it's okay. Just let it go. Just, just, just give in. (laughs) You don't have to like me. You just have to love me. Right. Well, all right, uh, Mike Becker, where can people find you? What's, what's the best link? And, um, then we'll roll it like uh, I really, I really dislike social media because of the time that it re- takes out of you. I've been on there more and more lately because of the times, and just just because I've been trying to be loud about like I don't like I don't like what I see going on in the country, so it's forced me to go onto social media. I'm actually cutting back off from it, so it's almost like it was like a drug, and I'm like I gotta. I got to relapse. I relapsed and now I'm going back off of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I go on rehab every few months too. So hit me up on Facebook. Um, that's the best place I could say. Cool. Mike Becker, uh, the underground copywriter. You'll find me. Yep. And there'll be links in the show notes and everybody definitely go check out Mike and send him tons of money. And, um, bust his ass about being snake fangs. I still don't know what that came from, but, that's it's, a, a, it's a, from the walking dead so like uh the dude the ginger he always says uh eat shit and um eat uh kick shit and eat snakes and i started saying that to toughen some of my students up who were just big pussies and um it became somebody somebody's like mike snake things becker said it and i, I, I kept it i like it i like it you take the nicknames people give you 
Yes. Yeah, but that's where Uncle Jimbo came from. There you go. So I love it. I love Uncle Jimbo because it makes them like even more than a friend. It makes them your friendly uncle. Yeah. Right? Or oh. or I can be the weird uncle too. I like being the weird uncle too. <laughs> All right, Mike. I really appreciate it, man. Um, would love to have you back anytime. Everybody, go check out Mike, and we will see you on the next fabulous episode. Thanks, Jim. James. Whatever. Thanks, Mike. Take it easy, buddy. Really Take appreciate it. See you around. Well, all right. We've reached the outro portion of Jimbo's Five and Dime. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you got something out of it. If you'd like to learn more, listen to more, find out more, visit unclejimbo.us. If you want to learn a little bit more about me and to buy my shit, visit jamespmgaffney.com. If you want to help out the podcast, be sure to review and upvote and share and all that good stuff. If not, that's fine. I love you anyway. And I will see you on the next one. Wow.